Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for Hello, Al Jolson speaking. Al, this is Ken Carpenter at the Kraft Music Hall. You're supposed to be over here. From Hollywood, the Jimmy Durante Show. A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Oh, what a doo! A dink a dink, a dink a doo, a dink a dink. Well, Jello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of our Triple Stack Sunday. We have Bing Crosby for you, we have Al Jolson for you, and we have Jimmy Durante in between the two. So, three great shows. I didn't think I was going to have the Al Jolson show. I thought it was missing, but then I found a copy of it and actually has better sound than last week's show. All three shows sound better than they did last week, which is great. So I hope you're going to enjoy all three. On uh, Bing's show, he has Eddie Cantor as his guest. On uh, No, that's not right. On Bing's show, he has Jimmy Durante as his guest. Then Jimmy Durante's show comes on, and he has Eddie Cantor as his guest. And then Al Jolson has a wonderful show for you as well. So I hope you enjoy all three shows. And I just thought I'd talk for a second about what I brought to you so far this week. I mean, what an incredible week we've had over here on the Judy Garland and Friends podcast. We had, starting out at Sunday night, we had Bing Crosby, Gary Cooper, Al Jolson, Edgar Bergen, Jimmy Durante, and Greer Garson, famous uh, Oscar-winning actress. Following that, we had, uh, on Monday... Uh, Catherine Hepburn, Robert Taylor, Jeff Chandler. And then on Tuesday, we had Judy Garland, Joan Crawford, Jack Benny. On Wednesday, we had Orson Welles. On Thursday, we had Bob Burns, Count Basie, Lionel Hampton, Spike Jones, Tommy Dorsey. Then on the Bing Crosby Show on Friday, we had Jane Wyman, Joe Venuti, Gordon McRae. To round out the week on Saturday, we had Kirk Douglas who's still alive and with us at 100 years old right now. So, fantastic week. I hope you enjoyed all of it. I'd tell you what's coming up this week, but I haven't even figured it out yet. We'll just keep working our way through. Uh, but for tonight, you're going to hear my old intros on these a couple of these episodes. I thought I'd leave them there. And so I don't want to talk much more other than to tell you enjoy all three episodes. Make sure you stay tuned for Bing Crosby followed by... Jimmy Durante, followed by the Al Jolson show. I think you'll like all three, all of them from, uh, well, let's see, Bing and Jimmy Durante were from the same day uh, back 70 years ago in 1947, and Al Jolson's was on the very next day. So I hope you enjoy this time machine back in time 70 years ago to enjoy these three wonderful talents and all their guests. Without further ado, Let's get on with my old intro and then on to the shows. 
Well, it's hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another great episode of the Bing Crosby Show. Tonight's guest is Jimmy Durante, a star of stage, screen, television, radio. Amazing, amazing talent and performer uh, to modern audiences, at least to me, I guess. Um, his two most memorable things to a, to a modern audience, which was me and maybe a lot of you, uh, one is in the incredible uh, movie, uh, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. <laughs> I think that's the right amount of mads. Anyway, uh, he's the main driving force of the movie in that he's in the first, the beginning of the movie. And as Joe Biden might say, <laughs> and be happy to say is that he uh, his character uh, literally kicks the bucket in uh, in that that movie um, it memorable scene at the beginning of the movie very funny uh, anyway and then the other piece that I think folks would remember him for very clearly is if you've grown up like I did with um, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer um, television show and the uh, uh, yearly if you've tuned into um, Santa Claus is coming to town and that sort of thing uh, he is the narrator for uh, Frosty the Snowman so if you ever watch Frosty the Snowman again with your kids or <laughs> or uh, just watch it at Christmas time it's always fun um, he will narrate your way through that wonderful story. Uh, he always has a great time with Bing. Uh, you're going to enjoy them both. Uh, if you're going, hey, this show's a month off from when it should be, remember that I'm playing you uh, the beginning of the 1947-48 season for the next four weeks so that I can play you in their entirety the beginning of the 1952-53 season next month at their at their correct time and everything. So we get this uh, month with uh, Bing Crosby a month early, but uh, I think enough folks enjoy the show, they don't mind. So enjoy Bing Crosby, enjoy Jimmy Durante together, and we will see you again next week for some more Bing Crosby. Oh, and if you didn't listen to last week's with Gary Cooper, great episode, a lot of fun, and the sound quality on that one was nuts. I was, I was listening to it myself and uh, in preparation for uh, putting it out there for you folks, and I was just stunned from the very get-go of, of the incredible sound quality of that episode. So it's neat that we have these great sounding shows from so long ago. Anyway, enjoy, and we'll see you next time.
this is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, Peggy Lee, and Bing's guest, Jimmy Durante. And here's Philco's wandering troubadour, Bing Crosby. What do you mean wandering here? Now, just a minute. I've been home a whole week. This is the first day I've been out of the house, as a matter of fact. Oh, Bing, what's the idea of staying right in the house? Well, you know that bull moose that followed me down from Jasper Park last week? Well, sure, but what's the moose got to do with your staying at home? Well, Dixie hung my laundry on his antlers to dry, and that louse blew with my blouse. (laughs) Bing, I don't want to be fresh, but your laundry would brighten anything Oh, is that so? Yeah, Yeah, well, just for your information, the moose came back this morning. With your washing? Yes, and it was all iron, too. (laughs) There must be a round moose with a flat iron somewhere in the neighborhood. But so much for the pressing problems of wildlife, it is time now for a ballad about wildlife in the hill country. This tune was introduced last year in one of our taffy pulls by the very talented Dorothy Shea, Park Avenue Hillbilly. Its title, Feudin', Fightin', and a Fussin'. I shall be aided and abetted by the rhythm heirs. John Scott Trotter, he's not a hillbilly, but he's quite a hill. Oh, John. Let's hear that a little. The most tentative chord I've received on this show. Take off your boxing gloves and we'll continue. <laughs> Beyond the busy highway. Your lady. Beyond the city strife. Your lady. Let Waring fool around with that a while. <laughs> we highly treasure and take great pleasure in our play. Feudin' a fussin' and a fightin' Sometimes it gets downright exciting. Don't like them ornery neighbors down by the creek We'll be plumb out of neighbors next week Grandma, poor old grandma Why'd they have to shoot poor grandma? She lies neath the clover. Seems they caught her bending over. Her reaching for the money, feuding, a fussing, and a fighting. This is a wrong that needs a righting. Let's get that funeral service over so then we'll go feuding and fighting again. Fighting and feuding and a fussing. That's all that's going on with us. We are such neighborly people, peaceful and sweet, all except when we happen to meet. Daughter. Baby daughter Pies and all the neighbor's chickens Daughter, shouldn't daughter Least till she could run like the dickens They hit her with a dozer Fighting and feuding and Made it right on it, yes No use of standing here a-cussing Let's give our daughter a pistol now that she's four And go feuding and fighting some more Fighting and feuding and a-fussing We ain't a-fooling What did that stranger want with us? We ain't done nothing He was a revenue agent, yep, he was until 
the boys had to hide him in the still. Liquor, mountain liquor. It's better now, it kicks you much quicker. Moonshine, Mount Moonshine Has a glow that gets you much sicker They serve it with a clothes brush And bison and a fightin' all us fightin' This ain't no corner you can brighten Load up my double barrel shotgun I'm getting the end to go feudin' and a fussin' A feudin' and a fightin' feudin' Ah, that was swell, Bing. Clever? Yes, indeed. A very gay number, too, mm -hmm. but such a noisy life. Yeah? Think of those poor folks getting their ears blasted off with squirrel guns day and night. Well, it beats blasting them off with radio commercials. Oh, now, Bing, I'm not going to blast. I just want to ask if you've heard about Philco's terrific new table model radio phonograph. Table model? Well, sure, with the automatic record changer. Side pockets, too? <laughs> Naturally not. Well, you just lost a sale because Bob Hope is waiting for the pool table model. Well, you just let Bob or anybody else take a listen to this new Philco Table Model Automatic Bing. Compare the tone, compare the performance, and let your ear be your guide. You'll realize why we say that the Philco 1256 is the greatest table model radio phonograph of all time. See it at your Philco dealer before you buy any radio phonograph. Remember, the letters P-H-I-L-C-O on the nameplate are your assurance of built-in quality and performance. From the world's largest radio manufacturer, Philco, the leader. These lovely bars of music herald a new song written by Peggy Lee and Dave Barber. Just an old love of mine. Peggy's going to sing it, too. Just an old love of mine That began with dinner and wine I thought that everything would be fine but now he's an old love of mine just an old dream gone wrong that began the sweetest love song and I've carried memories so long for just an old love of mine so many times I've been lonely to do the I'd go back to remember, but I'd see all the people we knew. Oh, I tried to be gay, hoping you 
see things my way I can almost hear you say hello again oh You delivered it well, too. And now, stand aside because, and quickly, too, because here comes our guest of the evening, jetting in on a self made zapper, Mr. Jimmy Adorante. You've got to start off each day with a song. Now, even when things go wrong, you feel better, you even look better. Huh? The first time Crosby heard that note, he realized his future was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and now for my second number, I'll sing. Where the blue of the night, blue of the night, meets the gold of the day, gold of the day. Someone waits. Someone waits. Mr. Crosby, I wish you'd develop a style of your own. Oh, James, for shame. Tish, tish. And tush, tush to you. How dare you? How dare me what? How dare you tush while I tish? <laughs> I'm sorry, Bing, but that's life. It's filled with frustrations, carnations, and perplexities. <laughs> Problems, Jim? If you want to resort to a shorter word, yes. What form of perplexity has overtaken you? You know that soap you're supposed to break in two and use half in the kitchen and half in the bath? Yes, I'm familiar with that bar. My problem is, I don't know which half to use in the kitchen and which half to use in the bath. <laughs> well, what do you do? I do what dentists do. I use powder. <laughs> ah, yes, there's nothing like a little babo in your brisket, is there? <laughs> Repeat that line, please. I shan't, I shan't. I'm dancing. But you said something about brisket. Yes. But let's not stand here and brandied words. <laughs> What's your hurry? Let's get this program over What's with. What's the rush? What's the... <laughs> huh? I left my car parked outside in front of a fire. No, you mean a fire plug, don't you? No, I parked it in front of a fire. I'm driving a Stanley steamer and I got to keep the boiler going. <laughs> Stanley Steamer, you're kidding. I thought a stylish fellow like you'd be driving a snappy convertible with the top down. I can't drive a car with the top down. Why not? The wind rushes up my nostrils, causing my eyes to rotate counterclockwise. <laughs> you know, you know, it's an affliction. The same thing happens to Hope every time he passes a girl's school. <laughs> or a girl. You know, Bing... I ought to get rid of that coal-burning contraption. I ought to get rid of Hope, too. But... <laughs> Must be embarrassing to drive into a filling station and ask for a half a ton of ethyl, isn't it? Oh, I don't mind that so much, Bing. The embarrassing part is when I take a girl out. Yeah. By the time we get up to the top of Lookout Mountain, the poor thing is pooped out from stoking. <laughs> oh, you kidding. Really? No kidding I don't believe it. I can't believe that even a man of your magnetic personality could charm a girl into shoveling coal. 
Hi, Bing. Is this boy talk, or can I muscle in? Well, cut right in, Peggy. You know Peggy, don't you, Jimmy? Of course. I had the honor of driving Miss Peggy Lee to the studio tonight. That's right, Peggy? Right. And here's your shovel bag, Jimmy. <laughs> I never had any luck with singers. The same thing happened with Hildegard. You mean that you've had Hildegard shoveling coal for you? Only for a brief moment, Bing. After three blocks, she got out of the car and said, a little walk-in music, please, Harry. <laughs> she had a point there. Now, Jimmy, I wonder if you'd stand by while I tap trotter for a little singing music. Huh? I'd be delighted. And, Bing, while you're singing, I'll be as quiet as a butterfly doing push-ups on a lemon meringue pie. You are most considerate, Jaime. Folks, again this week, we've whipped up a little review of a few tunes that were big last summer. Sort of trying to catch up on some of the good tunes that we blew. First off, that's my desire. To spend one hour with you In our old rendezvous And reminisce with you That's my desire Meet where gypsies play Down in that dim cafe And dance till break of day That's my desire We'll sip a little glass of wine I'll gaze into eyes divine I'll feel the touch of your lips pressing on mine to hear you whisper low just when it's time to go Sherry I love you so That's my desire I wonder, I wonder All by myself I'm a-feeling blue Thoughts keep roaming through my mind They're all of you I wonder if you're dancing with somebody new I wonder, I wonder can't help it if I wonder I'm gonna get me dressed up in my Sunday suit And find myself somebody who's about twice as cute And when you realize that you and I are through I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what you'll do I bet Lombardo loved playing that one, huh? Here's a song I revived some years ago in a picture called The Star Maker I didn't quite revive it, though, because it took Perry Como to make it very popular this year I wonder who's kissing her now I wonder who's teaching her how I wonder who's looking into her eyes Breathing sighs Telling lies 
Who's buying the wine Or lips that I used to call mine I wonder if she Ever tells him of me Kissing her now. Yeah, Jim. Ah, bingo, your singing just proves to me more than ever that you're the man I'm looking for. Indeed, James. And what, pray, are you seeking? Bing, I got a great idea. What? We'll go into politics, and when we're elected, we'll go to Washington and investigate. Thanks for cutting me in on this, Jim, but your plan, I fear, is too pixelated to be practical. It takes a politician to win an election. I know nothing about politics. Do you? Do I know anything about politics? That's what you're I You're talking to a scholar, a poet, and a peasant. <laughs> And to prove it, I'm prepared to answer any question on the intricacies of international politics. Are there any questions? Yes, Mr. Durante, do you infer, for instance, from the analogy of Potsdam and Versailles, that international unanimity through unilateral procedure is categorically appropriate and totally indefensible? A very interesting question. <laughs> Are there any answers? I'm afraid you'll never get us into Washington with your qualifications. Are you kidding? No. Why, they'll have to let us into Washington. If they try to keep us out, I'll take the case to the Supreme Court. I'll even take it higher, to a notary public. Well, if you're going to do that, I, I guess I pronounce us candidate and running mate. Now tell me, what party's banner do we hoist over our headquarters? Well, we'll affiliate ourselves with the most popular party in the nation. Naturally. I've studied the trends, Bing. I've conducted my own poll and gone into secret conclave with Fulton, U uh, with Fulton Jr. Take <laughs> <laughs> it, Henry Carlton, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this script was written earlier so I could love set up at this more convenient time. <laughs> And I know what the most popular party is. Yes, yes, he cried breathlessly. <laughs> <laughs> is the Republican Party the most popular in the nation? No. Is the Democratic Party the most popular in the nation? No. I'll tell you what the most popular party in the nation is. What? It's the birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a way to woo the votes from the feminine genders, too. What's babe. your pitch? I'm passing a law stipulating that no woman over 30 years of age can vote. That'll pack every female in the land into the polling boots. Good, good move, very sane strategy. But uh, you know what we need? We've got to come up with an issue that we can campaign for. I've got the biggest political hot potato since the teapot. <laughs> you've got a bad front racket. Folks, you've got to excuse me. That big looks at me and I go haywire. No glasses either. No glasses. <laughs> That's what burns me up. At his age, no glasses. <laughs> what do you mean my age? I follow you. I've got the biggest political hot potato since the teapot dome scandal. Bing, do you know what's been happening with the revenue from the Panama Canal? Senator, I never took a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Well, well, I don't know where it is. Well, 
I have the facts and figures right here. Lay them out. In 1923, the Panama Canal took an $18 million in toll charges. Uh -huh. In 1924, the Panama Canal took an only $16 million. Well, that was a bad year for sea travel. There was a big epidemic of mal de mer. I agree. <laughs> but in 1925, the Panama Canal took an only $15 million. And in 1926, the figure was $10 million and 26 cents. 26 cents? That year, we played host to a rowboat. <laughs> you cuffed him, huh? You cuffed a canoe. Now, Bing, I'm getting to the nucleus of the whole thing. The who? The nucleus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had lived, you threw one in there. In the year 1945, the Panama Canal took in only $3 million, and last year it dropped off further. Well, Jimmy, what are we going to do about this? There's only one thing to do. Fire Panama and get a new man. <laughs> Let him go back to making hats, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> That'll make a six and seven-eighths for me. I'll take seven and three-eighths. Right, Bing. Huh. I don't know where we are, but I'm talking. <laughs> right, Bing. It's yeah. time this matter was brought up before the voting public. Right. We'll go out and make spe speeches in every nook... And Crank... <laughs> Wait a minute, he's got, he's got to get this line before he can talk. We'll go out and make speeches in every nook and cranny in the land. You speak in the nooks and I'll talk in the crannies. <laughs> now I'm glad we waited. <laughs> well, we'll go out stumping the country. And right. believe me, when we finish, the, the country's, country's gonna, gonna be stumped. Listen, Jim, political campaigns cost a lot of tin, a lot of money. Who are we going to get to put up the dough? A very dear friend of mine, Mr. S.K. Hogan. Yes? 54 West Randolph Street, Chicago, Illinois. How long have you known this fellow Hogan? Since yesterday, he just switched to Calvitz. <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, we're a cinch. All we need now is a campaign team well, song. Well, that's right. Let me see. Uh, Truman's got the Missouri Waltz. You got any, any ideas, notions? Bing, I've got a campaign song that not only will bring out votes, but will also acquaint people with our backgrounds. Is that good? I happen to have a copy in my pocket. Will you join me? Well, I ain't going to stand here without defending myself. <laughs> Where Bingsies and Jimmies and Future ain't flimsy, just watch for election results. Get on the bandwagon, because friends, we ain't bragging the nation we've got by the pulse. They're ready to stop the parade. Come on and watch history made. Come on out, the band is playing. The crowd is hurrying for Jim and Bing. Come on out, the band is playing since we threw our hats in the ring. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who did that? I did. How do you like that, a talking horse? <laughs> All right, now start the chorus and play in unison. Now, before you musicians give me any more trouble... I'm going to warn you that I weigh 160 pounds, all flesh and bone. There ain't a bit of muscle on me. Don't go too far, Jim. There are 23 men in that orchestra. That's all right. Just take a look at my chest. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. How did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> me and my big mouth. Orchestra, let's take it from the beginning. The Crosbys and Shanties and all the Durantys are what you might call charming bubbles. Just look at our record, our background is checkered with social and unsocial chums. And that's why we don't make no fuss 
We'd let anyone vote for us. Come on out. It's in the tradition. You'll have our permission to raise your purse. Come on out. The opposition admits we're the people's choice. Thanks, Jimmy. And now that we've assaulted the populace with our campaign song, we can lean back and wait for the votes to roll in. And here's a vote from Philadelphia that elects Ken Carpenter to say a few words about Philco. Well, Bing, stop, look, and listen is the good word at Philco this year. Especially listen. Because when you buy a new radio or radio phonograph, your own ears can tell you more about tone and performance than a book full of bromides. Drop in at your Philco dealer now and listen to the power and performance that's packed into every new Philco automatic radio phonograph. You can hear the improvement when you play your favorite records with Philco's new kind of tone arm, the patented dynamic reproducer. And nobody has to tell you how much more wonderful they sound with Philco's electronic scratch eliminator. It's the latest development from the Philco Laboratories, a brand new device that eliminates surface noise and needle scratch from any of your records, old or new. You'll find both the dynamic reproducer and the electronic scratch eliminator on a gorgeous Philco radio phonograph and a Chippendale console. Compare it before you buy. Remember, for 17 years, America has said, when there's a choice, it's a Philco, famous for quality the world over. From Paramount's Welcome Stranger, here's a very nice tune, As Long As I'm Dreaming, by Burke and Van Heusen. That's Van Heusen, the pianist, not the caller. As long as I'm dreaming How nice it can be How nice to have you In love with me Did you know That you just kissed me What a thrill I got As long as I'm dreaming Why not If I were just wishing What good would it do What chance would I have to wish for you? If you never know I love you, still it works out fine. As long as I'm dreaming, Well, I'll be diddly dad burned if it isn't about time to scamper home and ask my moose how he liked the program. Bing, do you mean to tell me that your moose actually listens to your program? Not only that, but if Hooper calls, he answers the phone. <laughs> Say, Jim, the word's out that you... You've got your own show for United Rexel Drugs this year. That's right, bingo. Rexel gave me a two-way contract. Radio entertainer and soda jerk. 
In one of their larger stores. One of the big... <laughs> You're really right out there, boy. Yes, and my latest picture happens to be a Technicolor. What's the title? This time for keeps Who's with Lawrence it? Melchior. Good boy. Esther Williams. And girl. And an unidentified swimming suit. <laughs> good night, Jim, and thanks good, a million. Good night, Bing, and good night, Mrs. Calabash. Mrs. Calabash. <laughs> thanks, folks, and good night. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Dinah Shore. And remember, for tops in radio listening all the time, get a Philco, famous for quality the world over. Hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to our second episode of the 1947-1948 season of the Jimmy Durante Show. The first episode was last week. I decided not to do a podcast on it. One, because I was doing a podcast on Phil's show for Wednesday night. Also, because it was a non-high-quality sound episode. I mean, it was pretty good sound, but not as good as the rest of the season is going to be, and I just wanted to start you up with a great-sounding episode. So this second episode is featuring uh, Eddie Cantor as the guest, and Eddie Cantor is a legend in entertainment and comedy himself, and so to have Eddie Cantor and Jimmy Durante together is just a real treat. Um, One thing I'll point out about Eddie Cantor is... If you get a chance ever to read his uh, autobiography, it's a it's a fun read, and it has a whole chapter on Jack Benny, and it just says some really nice tributes to Jack Benny in that book. So um, I was able, <laughs> I picked it up at a um, an original. I think I got a first printing of it from the 1950s uh, that I was in this. Um, one of those, as you travel across the United States, sometimes they have a an old sort of a vintage town from, you know, years ago. It looks like it's from the, the 1800s or something. And they had this um, general store sort of thing. And they had all these old books from the 50s and 60s that they had on sale there. And uh, I think I got it for a dollar, maybe two dollars or something. It was a great deal. But um, it was just fun to be able to buy that antique in this old village and and would come out of there with this this great uh, book that was uh, about the life and times of Eddie Cantor. So anyway, uh, I hope you're going to enjoy this great episode of Jimmy Durante. I thought it fit in well with the 47, 48 seasons of Phil Harris and Dennis Day, and they each have lots of missing episodes, so sometimes uh, Jimmy Durante will fill in for us, and when we don't have those other two shows... So keep tuning back in to hear these great-sounding episodes uh, with wonderful, wonderful guest stars. Just a great show overall, and uh, we'll see you next time. 
Good health to all from Rexall. Each day with a song Now even when things go wrong You feel better You even look better Yes, folks This is the Jimmy Durante Half Hour of Charm With 42 violins 23 woodwinds And featuring Morris and his magic kazoo <laughs> Don't laugh, folks We couldn't afford Evelyn Yes, from Hollywood, it's the new Jimmy Durante Show with Arthur Treacher, Peggy Lee, Candy Candido, Roy Bargie and his orchestra, our Rexall sportscaster Tommy Harmon, yours truly Howard Petrie, and as our special guest tonight, Eddie Cantor, brought to you by 10,000 Rexall drugstores who carry the complete line of top quality Rexall drug products. And here he is in person, the star of our show, the one and only Arthur Treacher. Even when things are adverse, you'll feel superb, even your appearance will improve. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What was that? It sounded like the mating call of a wounded anchovy. Mr. Treacher, you're quite satisfied with yourself, aren't you? Why, yes, as a matter of fact, I, I thought it was jolly good, old boy. Don't you think it advisable for me to open the show every week? Mr. Treacher, I warn you, I have influential friends in the immigration department. <laughs> I could have you deported to San Badu. <laughs> Fate whispered to Hatchapi. Oh, come, come, dear boy, let's not antagonize the sponsor. I rather think he'd like me to open the show. Oh, you think so, huh? Well, I happen to have a letter from the sponsor, sprinkled with sachet, of course, <laughs> which says, Dear Mr. Durant, I listened to your opening program last week, and in my opinion, your lusterless witticisms were not only devoid of humorous contotations, but in addition, they completely lacked the spontaneity to arouse my irascibilities. And, Treacher, there's just one thing I want to know. What's that? Do you think I ought to ask for more money? <laughs> Well, James, I was requested to open the show by this chap here, our new director, Smedley. You mean to say, Mr. Smedley, you put Treacher on, a Cockney comic, instead of me? Aren't you a bit prejudiced? On the contrary, old kipper, old fruit, old codfish, on the contrary. <laughs> oh, a Hungarian. <laughs> Mr. Durante, if you are inferring that this is a conspiracy... Permit me to assure you of my unimpeachable integrity. And mine, too. How do you like that? I'm surrounded by a couple of honest John Bulls. <laughs> oh, come off it, old fruit, old fish cake, old bean. Old fruit, old fish cake, old bean. To this guy, everybody's an 85-cent blue plate. <laughs> I, uh, I say, Trito, this chap has quite a good bit of cheek. To say nothing of a good deal of nose. Oh, oh, oh I say, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, uh, Mr. Durante... I consider you very unchivalrous. Well, you, sir, are unscrupulous. And uh, you, sir, are a prevaricator. And you, sir, are a rehapsipable cockatrice. <laughs> Shall we try a round of two-syllable words? 
Arthur, I've had my fill of this blighter. I'm leaving. Well, I can't say I blame you, Smedley, dear boy. But have patience. In time, we'll wear the blighter down. Chin up. Rule Britannia, Britannia rule the way. That's a nice tune, but it'll never replace Inka Dinka Doo. You know, you should have no objections to my taking over, especially after the reviews of last week's programme. Allow me to quote. The new Rexall show got off to a sparkling start due to the devastating wit of Arthur Treacher, who overcame a spotty and bungling performance by Schnozzle Durante. What paper was that in? The London Times. (laughs) I had an idea it wasn't the San Fernando shopping news. And furthermore, James, don't you see that this program needs a man of the world with a flair for worldly wit? And who fits that description better than I? I've been to Nice, Monte Carlo, Budapest. Have you ever been to those places, James? I don't know. When I get home, I'll look through my towels. (laughs) I'm a collector, you know. I even have one from the YWCA. (laughs) Smuggled out, of course. But what makes you think that I'm not a man of the world? I've been to Paris, London. I've took the baths at Deauville. No, 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 dear boy. You don't say I took the baths at Deauville. You say I watered at Deauville. I watered at Deauville? (laughs) Where where else did you water? Did you water at Barbie Barbie? (laughs) No, but I salted at Vichy. I say, old fruit, that was a quite ripe. Uh, what? Ripe is hardly the word. Hello, everybody. Oh, there you are. I've been looking all over for you, you gorgeous hunk of man. Thank you, Peggy. Oh, hello, Jimmy. I didn't see you standing there. Some days it don't even pay to get up. Arthur, I want to thank you for this lovely tweed jacket you gave me for my brother. Oh, don't mention it, dear girl. Say, that is a lovely tweed jacket. You know, I got one home exactly like it. You want a bit? (laughs) (laughs) How generous of you, Mr. Treacher, but that jacket has sentimental value. I happen to have a peanut butter sandwich sewed in the lining. (laughs) Oh, Jimmy, don't take your jacket back. My brother will be terribly disappointed. He was going to wear it tonight. Formal affair? No, scavenger hunt. <laughs> now, why all the fuss, old boy? You got a fair exchange. After all, Miss Lee left you a pair of her slacks. Well, now that's a handy item. What do you mean she left me a pair of her slacks? I didn't see no slacks. See them? You're wearing them. <laughs> I am? How do you like that? I thought this drape was kind of droopy. <laughs> oh, never mind the fit, Jimmy. And these times, people should economize, you That's know. right, dear boy. After all, you know, some have and some have not. That's the trouble with wearing Peggy's slacks. Where she has, I have not. <laughs> now you know that you can't go wrong. Why, if you stop off each day with a song... The Rexall original one-cent sale will start next Wednesday, so don't you fail to shop in this nationwide Rexall spree and take the advice of our Peggy Lee. 
to Rexall's original one cent sale. Better bring a basket, better bring a pail. You find two of everything comes in handy and only costs a penny more, doesn't it, Candy? Two for the price of one plus a penny more. And man, that's value and furthermore. There's a super, a duper, a double feature. It's a prize contest. Tell them, preacher. To top the occasion and add more zest, there's a $14,000 prize contest. Just finish a simple sentence and sign your names. That's all. Jerry L., take it, James. At Rexall's original one-cent sale, you save your money on a stupendous scale. It helps put inflation back on the skids. At Rexall's original, take it, kids. Rexall's original one-cent sale. Ask your Rexall druggist for more detail. And don't forget to fill out your contest blanks. Good shopping. And for listening, thanks. Good health to all from Rexall. You know, you know, James, I, I think this is an ideal arrangement, me living in your house. You sleep in the bedroom downstairs and I in the bedroom above. Yes, but since this is my house, Treacher, there's a little favor I'd like to ask. Uh, Please stop hanging your long underwear out the window. I like sunshine, too, you know. <laughs> and now, if you'll excuse me, old kipper, I should like to step out into the garden and water my petunias. Ah, uh, there's nothing like petunias. Without petunias, life wouldn't be worth living. <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened to my garden? Oh, I I've had it replanted. We ripped out the petunias and substituted rhododendrons with a border of nasturtiums and gladiolas flanked with creeping wisteria. But I don't like rhododendrons uh, with a border of nasturtiums and gladiolas flanked with creeping Worcestershire. All I want is petunias. <laughs> petunias? How provincial. Now look at that lovely delphinium patch trimmed with hibiscus and hyacinths with trailing arbutus and those lovely snapdragons with early bloomers. But I'm not happy with Delafinians trimmed with hot biscuits and hyacinthias trailing albumium. And I don't like snapdragons in anybody's bloomers. All I want is petunias. Oh, here's my valley. Candido, I, I've changed the sleeping arrangements. Mr. Duranti is not happy with his room, so I'm putting him in with you. How does that strike you? I'm feeling mighty low. <laughs> I ain't sleeping with that guy unless you put a muzzle on him. We got a dog here, too? Oh, no, no, that's one of the puppies. The dog's in the backyard watching the goats. Who needs goats? I do. I gotta have goat's milk. The doctor says... I'm very fragile. <laughs> Mr. Treacher. Mr. Treacher, I don't mind telling you I'm not happy with all these changes you're making in my household. And furthermore, wait a minute, what happened to my living room furniture? Well, I put it on the front lawn for an airing, and the Salvation Army took it away. But don't worry, I've had the whole place redecorated with Chippendale chairs, Sheraton consoles, and touches of Louis XIV. But I don't like Chippendale chairs, Sheraton camisoles, and touches of Louis Casserole. But, but Jimmy, Jimmy, you've got to have Chippendale chairs, Sheraton consoles, and touches of Louis XIV. It's very she-she. I don't want a room that's she-she. I happen to be a hee-hee. <laughs> I'm surrounded by assassins. Haven't I got a friend in the joint? Of course you have, Jimmy. I'm here. Ah, bless your heart, Peggy. Am I glad to see you. And am I glad to see you too, Jimmy. There's just one favor I want to ask you. What's that, Peggy? 
Could I... Could I have a lock of your hair? Oh, that's touching. A lock of my hair? Do you want it for your locket? No, but it would make a lovely raccoon tail for my brother's motorcycle. Ah. <laughs> a compliment well deserved. And confidentially, Peggy, I've written a song about you, but I can't think of a title. I've tried Peg of My Eye, Peg of My Ear, Peg of My Neck, Peg of My... Wait a minute. I got it. I got the title. What are you going to call it? I'm just wild about Harry. <laughs> oh, that's very cute, Jimmy. But I've got a song I think you'll like better. How would you like All of Me? Peggy, a comment at this point is superfluous. <laughs> sing, Peggy, sing. one-cent sale celebration is the biggest drugstore event in the nation. It's a chance to save while buying the best and win a $14,000 prize contest. This one-cent sale gets underway next Wednesday and lasts through Saturday. 
with hundreds of Rexall remedies and Rexall drug necessities at two for the price of one plus one cent more at every neighborhood Rexall store. These are values no one can afford to be missing. And as for the contest prizes, just listen. First prize, a trip around the world by Pan American. Yes, sir. Or $5,000 if you prefer. Second prize, a vacation in Rio. Two weeks of swank. Or $2,500 in the bank. Third prize, a holiday in Hawaii. Expenses for two. Or $1,000 mailed to you. Ask your Rexall druggist for full details next week during Rexall's one cent sale. If you're eager to save and it's value you crave for relief from the doggone inflation, you'll be buying the best maybe win the contest at the one cent sale celebration. Good health to all from Rexall. Last, I've got the house to myself. Now I can sit down at the piano and relax. Please. Excuse me, please. My name is Steinway. I came to scratch my name off the piano. Eddie! <laughs> Eddie! Eddie Cantor! Jimmy, you know, you know it's awfully nice to visit with you. Yes, Eddie, it sure is good to see you again. If you was a girl, I'd kiss you. <laughs> if I was a girl, Jessler would have married me long ago. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, James Durandy, you're the greatest in the game. No, Eddie, you're the greatest in the game. No, Jimmy, I insist you're the greatest in the game. Please, Eddie, you're the greatest in the game. Okay, you win, Jimmy. I am the greatest in the game. I feel like the Dodgers. I was all right up to that last game. <laughs> Jimmy, you and I have been together a long, long time, and I sure am proud of you. You're keeping right up to date on the fashions. What do you mean? You're the only man I know who's wearing the new ankle-length nose. <laughs> it, used to, it used to be only knee-length, but I let out the hem. <laughs> you let it out a little too much. <laughs> ah, Reddy, you being here reminds me of old times, believe yes, me. Yes, Jimmy, we do go back a long time, don't we? It makes me think... Makes me think of the act I did with Gus Edwards years ago. I worked with a swell bunch of kids then. Walter Winchell, Irving Berlin, Harry Richmond, Georgie Price, and Al Jolson. And to think I made good. You know, Jimmy, I... I often wonder... What? Whatever became of those other kids? <laughs> Swallowed up by a cruel world. <laughs> Ah, Eddie, it sure would be fun to relive those good old days when we were trying to get started in Cooney Island. Yeah. Remember the Frankfurters at Feltman's and the good times we had at Perry's College Inn? Yes, and remember remember when we were playing at Steuben's and after the show I took that little blonde girl out and we held hands in the park? <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. Then I put my arm around her. <laughs> Marvelous. Then I kissed her for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Wait a minute, what am I laughing at? That was my girl. Coney uh, Island, those were the days, Jimmy. I was a singing waiter at Kerry Walters, and you were... Yes? The guy with the big nose. Uh, <laughs> James, I said to you, James, let's quit Coney Island. Let's shoot for the moon. Let's go up and see the great sick belt. Fine. Maybe he'll give us a break. That's right. <laughs> 
you do, Mr. Zickfeld? We're Cantor and Durante. I don't know you, and you don't know me. Why did you have to go and spoil it? <laughs> Please give us a chance, Mr. Zickfeld. All we want is a straight 52-week contract at 5000 a week with special material, tailored costumes, no matinees, meals sent in, star dressing rooms on the ground floor. I'll give you $10 a week and you dress in the alley. <laughs> we better take it. He's meeting us halfway. <laughs> Please, Mr. Zickfeld, we'll give you an idea of our act right now. Get over to the piano, Jimmy. Let's go. And then he'd roll, roll, roll. Way up the river, he would roll, roll, roll. A hug he'd give her, he would kiss her now and then. She would tell him when. He'd fool around and fool around and then they'd kiss again. And then he'd roll, roll, roll. A little farther he would row. Oh, 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 oh. Then he'd drop both his oars. Take a few more on course. And then he'd row, row, row. What do you think, Mr. Zickfeld? Well, I thought you were wonderful, Mr. Cantor. But being the showman I am, there's one thing I'd like to suggest. And what's that? Get rid of the guy with the big nose. <laughs> My nose isn't big. I just happen to have a very small head. <laughs> that was many years ago. And Eddie, I'll never forget when Zickfeld said, get rid of the guy with the big nose and how you stuck up for me. Yes, but Jimmy, while I was talking to Zickfell about you, why did you run out on me? Eddie, I knew we went as far as we could go together, and I figured Ziggy wanted you, not me. And believe me, what a thrill I got when I saw you in the Follies of 1917. I'll never forget what a sensation you were when you came out in blackface and white gloves and sang... What was the name of that song, Eddie? Oh, I know. Yes, sir, that's my baby, no, sir. I don't mean maybe, yes, sir. That's my baby now. Boy, what a hit you were that night. And little did you think that one day Warner Brothers would make your life story. Yeah, they're working on it right now. Too bad they didn't make it sooner or they could have called it Life with Father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no good, Jimmy. When you've been a father as long as I have, no life. <laughs> you had plenty of life when you appeared in the Follies of 1919. What was that big song hit you had then? Oh, the boys were coming home from the war, and I sang... How you gonna keep them down on the farm after they seen Harry? What a song! How you gonna keep them away from Broadway? Jazzing around, painting the town. How you gonna keep them away from harm? That's a mystery. Imagine Reuben when he meets his pa. He'll kiss his cheek and holler, ooh, la, la. How you gonna keep them down on the farm after they've seen Paris? Ah, ready? That was a great number, Eddie. And you know something? As I sat in the balcony the night you opened the night show, I'm not ashamed to tell you I cried like a baby. Did you, Jimmy? Yes. There you were on that stage singing, and there I was, sitting in the balcony with so much talent. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. But you couldn't hide that talent for long because I remember shortly after you opened at the Club Durante with an act that took the town by storm, Clayton, Jackson, and Durante. You know, Jimmy, 
I came down with a big party that night, and as I walked into the club, there you were on the piano singing. I know darn well I can do without Broadway, but can Broadway do without me? Paris Square, Times Square, Columbus Circle, 96. What happened? I must have passed my station. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, what an act that was. You must have made a fortune at the Club Durante. No, Eddie, not a penny. Everything we made went for new pianos. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but it was well worth it, James, because when you finished your act that night, Flo Zickville, who was in my party, turned to me and said, Who's that guy? And I answered him. I said, Mr. Zickville, that's the guy with the big nose. And it wasn't long after that when Mr. Zickville's new production showgirl had it as a star, Jimmy Durante. He saw the error of his ways. <laughs> but what a change of pace for Durante to come out singing a number like Liza, Liza, skies are gray. But if you smile on me, all the clouds are all the way. Liza, Liza, don't delay. Oh, Durante, a crooner, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, don't blow. I want to tell you something, kid. I listened to Crosby, I listened to Dick Hames, I listened to Sinatra, and you know something? Yes. I'm going to keep right on listening to them. <laughs> You're listening to me at a great disadvantage. You can hear me. <laughs> but anyway, talking about songs, what do you figure is the biggest song you've had in show business, Eddie? Well, Jimmy, in my humble opinion, I'd say it was... Another bride, another groom, another sunny, honeymoon, another season, another reason for making whoopee. Ah, Reddy, I've, I've often envied you, working in all those Zigfield shows with those gorgeous Polly's girls. Oh, those gorgeous Polly's girls, Jimmy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's like working in a candy store. After the first day, you never bother with the candy. <laughs> but, oh, that first day. Oh. <laughs> ah, show business. It's been rather good to both of us, James. And in 40 years of show business, I think I found out why the people love the guy with the big nose. It's because the guy with the big nose has a heart to match. Yesterday, they told you you would not go far. That night, you open, and there you are. Next day on your dressing room, they hung a star. Let's go on with the show. This is Howard Petrie with those formal Rexall reminders for the week. Remember... Next Wednesday is the opening day of the Rexall one-cent sale celebration. Remember, next Saturday is the closing day of the biggest drugstore event in the nation. Remember, two Rexall items at your Rexall store for the price of one plus one cent more. Remember, the $14,000 prize contest for the ones who complete this sentence best. I buy Rexall drugs because... In just a moment, we'll switch to Detroit to hear a Rexall sportcast with Tommy Harmon of the Los Angeles Rams, giving us his observation on some of the week's big football games. Meanwhile, from this end, we'll say Rexall for tonight from Peggy Lee, Arthur Treacher, the entire cast, and Jimmy Durante, who says thank you to Eddie Cannon. And next week's folks, we'll have at our house, nation's sweetheart, and mine too, Margaret O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> 
at the same time, same station. Good night, Mrs. Calabash. This program is produced and directed by Phil Cohan. Eddie Cantor appeared on this program for the courtesy of the makers of Pabst Louis and Beer. And now, for a Rexall Sportscast from Detroit, we bring you Tom Harmon. Thank you, Howard. And now for our Rexall Game of the Week. This week, our gridiron spotlight swings from California to New York, where the mighty cadets of Army play host to the Rose Bowl champions of last year, Illinois. Last year at the Rose Bowl, most of the spectators wanted Army, and after Illinois finished with the Bruins, they were only too sorry that Army didn't make the trip. For the game this Saturday, Army, too, may wish that they had chosen another team other than Illinois. Army this year is without Davis and Blanchard to help them steamroll opponents on Saturday. The cadets are not as weak as most people think, but they will miss Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. Illinois' main losses center around Buddy Young, Julie Rykovich, and Alex Agassi. But back leading the Illini is Perry Moss, the brilliant quarterback who engineered the UCLA defeat last January 1st. Joining Moss in a potent backfield are Steger and Duffelmeyer, two backs who can run at the side of daylight, and the Illini line is one of the best in the Big Nine. So let's flip a coin. You call who you want. I'll call it the end of Army's glorious win streak and a win for Illinois after a bitter battle. On behalf of Jimmy Durante and the whole gang, this is Tom Harmon saying good night and good health to all from Rexall. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Wait a minute, folks. You ain't heard nothing yet. This is the Kraft Music Hall, starring Al Jolson with Oscar Levant, Milena Miller, Lou Bring and his orchestra and chorus, and our guest, Lawrence Melchior. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever a pretty shower comes, Well, folks, here it is, another Thursday, and I can hear that dear little old lady in Kansas saying to her husband, well, no eggs are foul today. And her husband says, let's listen to Jolson anyway. <laughs> you know, everybody's talking about food nowadays, but not me. <laughs> I can't afford to eat. I bet on the Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> yes, sir, my pocketbook is all shotten. <laughs> Forgive me, Mother. But there's always a little sunshine after the rain. I got the nicest letter from an old lady back east. She says, Dear Mr. Jolson, I saw your picture, the Jolson story, five times. And I enjoyed it the last time as much as I did the first time. It disappointed me terribly that they didn't give you an Oscar. Imagine my joy when I heard you on the radio. There was your Oscar, just as big as life. <laughs> Oscar Levant <laughs> He plays the piano beautifully And I'd love to hear him sing He has such a sweet voice And please, Mr. Jolson Tell him not to forget to send the check every week Yours truly, Mrs. Oscar Levant <laughs> Of 
Our own mother's wonderful. You know, folks, somebody sent a request for me to sing the United Nations theme song, Feudin' and a Fightin'. <laughs> but uh, Lou Bring tells me it's not my type of song. But here's one that I think is. Take it, Lou. Way down on the levee in old Alabama, there's Daddy and Mammy, there's Ephraim and Sammy on a moonlight. You can find them all While they are waiting The banjos are syncopating What's that they're saying? What's that they're saying? While they keep playing A humming and swaying It's the good ship Robert D. Lee That's come to carry The cotton away Watch them shuffling along See them shuffling along Go take your best gal your real pal, go down to the levee. I said the levee, join that shuffling throng. Yeah, that music and song, it's simply great, mate. Waiting on the levee, waiting for the robbery Homemakers, here's an idea for your meatless day menus. Here's an idea for every woman who's looking for good eating, economical main dishes. You make them with Velveeta, Kraft's smooth melting cheese food that helps supply complete protein and such fine, rich cheese flavor. For instance, melt golden Velveeta for a smooth sauce that's wonderful on macaroni, fish, eggs, or leftover ham or chicken. Ah, there's economy for you, and there's good eating, too. You better get Velveeta in the economical two-pound loaf size. Get it tomorrow. Genuine Velveeta, made only by Kraft. Now, everybody keep quiet. I'm going to play the piano. <laughs> oh, that little man. This place isn't big enough. One of our egos has got to go. <laughs> Make it yours. You've had it longer. <laughs> Look, Al, I I'm very upset today. What's the matter, Oscar? I just came from Fox Studio. Mm -hmm. I played in a frightening, terrorizing scene. Oscar, what was it? I chased Daryl Zanuck into his office and demanded a raise. How'd you come out? Fast. <laughs> Al, the studios don't realize the public goes to the theater to see me. To see you? Oscar... 
You mean, you mean they don't use someone else's face? <laughs> Listen, Al, we don't all need Larry Pox. <laughs> but I've been making pictures right along. I was a sensation in humoresque. Humoresque? Oh, I know that. Tum ti tum ti tum ti 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 tum ti ti. What part did you play? Ti tum ti. What? <laughs> Oscar, tell me something. You're in that new picture, Romance in High Sea, aren't you? Yes. Well, what part do you play? A bore, and I played it very well. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? No, they postponed the sneak preview. What's the matter? Couldn't they get enough sneaks to fill the theater? <laughs> I could say something repulsive here, but I'm going out with friends tonight, and I want to save it. <laughs> Oscar, let me tell you something. I can give you some helpful advice about making pictures. I don't think you can. Do? They're not putting them on slides anymore. <laughs> well, there's one thing I can tell you. When you get before the camera, have them shoot you from the side. Your piano has a very fine profile. It may have a fine profile, but I've got nicer legs. <laughs> well, hustle over there, Oscar, and give the joint some class. Uh, are you going to play anything special? Everything I play is special. <laughs> That, that was a fine introduction, Oscar. Go ahead and play it. <laughs> uh, 
Didn't you like it? Yeah, but those last two bars sounded awfully repetitious. Would you mind playing the ending again? That's what I mean, that tum, 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 tum business. Why play that one chord so many times? Because I'm a show-off. <laughs> well, look, Oscar, how, how about playing a nice, simple little ballad? Sure, I'll be glad to. Oscar, Oscar, yeah. Oscar, wait a minute. Yeah. That's a ballad. <laughs> So I'm still showing off. Well, <laughs> Al, I want you to listen to this. Go ahead. Liza, Liza, skies are great. Wait a minute, Oscar. Oscar, wait a minute. Yeah? Folks, that wasn't me. That was the genius. <laughs> but Al, I played it in the wrong key. Oscar, no matter what key you played it in, you're still a genius. I'm not... I'm no genius, Al. I didn't marry Rita Hayworth. <laughs> well, play it in the right key, Oscar, and I'll sing it. Go ahead. Moon shining on the river. Come along, my Liza. Breeze singing through the treetops. Come along, my Liza. Something mighty sweet I want to whisper sweet and low That you ought to know, my Liza I get lonesome, honey When I'm all alone so long Don't make me wait Don't hesitate Come and hear my song Liza, Liza, skies are gray, but if you smile on me, all the clouds will roll away. Liza, Liza, don't be late, come keep me company, and the clouds will roll away. See the honeymoon is shining down. Make a date with Arthur Brown Liza, Liza Name of the day When you belong to me All the clouds will roll away Oh, well, that was just wonderful. I love to hear you sing, Liza. Well, I always try to treat her right, Milena. She's an old pal of mine. Al, you know, you sing with so much sincerity. Yeah. I was wondering, do you picture these girls you sing about? I sure do, Milena. And uh, more songs about girls, the safer I am. What do you mean? Well, you see, honey, I talk in my sleep. And when I mention a girl's name, my wife goes and checks the songs on the hit parade. And heaven help me if it ain't on there. <laughs> you, uh, you got a little song from the hit parade, haven't you, honey? Yes, Al. I wish I didn't love you so. Well, it would be fatal if I mentioned that one in my sleep. Sing it, honey. Go ahead. 
for you should have faded long ago. Didn't need your kiss. Why must your kiss torture me as long as this? I might be smiling by now with some new tender friend. Smiling by now with my heart on the men, but when I try, something in my heart says no. You're still there. I wish I didn't love you so. I might be smiling by now with some new tender friend. Smiling by now with my heart on the mend, but. to stretch your shopping dollars and be patriotic is this. Plan main dishes regularly that are rich with Kraft's gold and nutritious cheese food. I mean smooth-melting Velveeta. Velveeta helps supply the fine protein you expect from main dishes. And delicious golden Velveeta combines perfectly with other money-saving foods for hearty main dishes your folks love. That's right. I make Velveeta sauce that easy Kraft way. Just melt one half pound of Velveeta in the top of the double boiler. Then stir in one-fourth cup of milk. Into that smooth, rich Velveeta sauce, I toss some leftover ham or chicken, or seafood or fish, and serve the whole thing on toast. It's delicious. And, of course, Velveeta's swell cold, too, spread or sliced for sandwiches. Get plenty tomorrow. You better get the economical two-pound loaf so you'll have plenty for money-saving hot dishes. Thrifty buyers, Velveeta belongs on your grocery list tomorrow. <laughs> Just a moment, just a moment. Mr. Melcher, this is the Kraft Music Hall. There's a new man in charge here. I just want to let you know that. Too bad. I like that nice little fellow without the hair and with the little boy's shirt. He was a good singer, too. 
Well, I know that, Lawrence, but I, I sing a little bit, too. Uh, yes, yes, uh, but such a little bit. <laughs> and Oscar LeVant with an accent. <laughs> I was just joking, Al. Why don't I sit down and you sing something for me? Well, it's a much bigger job for you to sit down, Laura, so I'll sit down and you sing. How is that, huh? All right, I have a little song you might like. It's in Italian, and it's called Torna a Sorrento. Oh, I know. That means turn left at Sorrento, huh? <laughs> oh, no, and that means return to Sorrento. I gotta stop reading the labels on those anchovy cans. I know that. <laughs> oh, Mr. Frink, please return me to Sorrento. Yeah, return him to Sorrento. Guarda il mare come bello Spira tanto sentimento Come good singer, Lawrence. I like a singer with some power in his voice, not uh, that little croony stuff. Uh, I agree with you, Al. I like the robust singer myself. Well, Lawrence, if you like robust singing, then you must like my singing. I don't know if I could include you in the robust singers. Halfway through your songs, you become tired and get down on your knees. (laughs) Wait a minute, Lawrence. When I get down on my knees, I'm singing to the people, right from the heart. Oh, but I'm singing from the heart, too. Yeah, but on you, it's a much longer trip. <laughs> you know, Al, uh, uh, sometimes I think we robust singers yeah. are on our way out. The trend seems to be in favor of the crooner. Oh, I'm not worried, Loris. After all, what's a crooner? Just a man whose voice didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know what it means. <laughs> Even the songs they're writing nowadays are written for little anemic singers. Look what Skinny Ennis gets away with. He hangs a microphone in his tonsils, gets a sick look on his face, and sings... I ain't got nobody. <laughs> with him, it's obvious he ain't got nobody. I give the Kroners credit. They've got plenty of nerve. They aren't afraid to come out and face an audience. But, Oscar, I'm not afraid to face an audience. Haven't you seen me in opera? Yes, and don't tell me you're not afraid. Every time you come out, you wear a suit of armor. <laughs> well, that's because uh, Loritz is up to date. He comes vacuum-packed. <laughs> I don't know what you two fellows are patting yourselves on the fat for. What? <laughs> what makes you better than the modern singers? Just practice, that's all, Oscar. Every morning I go out on the hilltop next to my house and I sing, Toot, 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 say goodbye. And the echo comes back, Toot, 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 say goodbye. Just like an echo. Always returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> Wait a minute, Levant. That's the way I found out that Loritz was my neighbor up there in the hills. One morning I sang... Toot, 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 say goodbye. And the echo come back. Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. What are you complaining about? You got the best of the bargain. Uh, it was no bargain for me. The Metropolitan says, Since I live next to Johnson, my Tristan in the Salter has too much toot-toot-toot-toot-toot-say in it. What's the use arguing, Melchior? With the new food-saving program, you're going to shrink to a crooner anyhow. <laughs> now, look. Never mind, Loritz. Pay no attention to that Levant. Put three or four chairs together and sit down. <laughs> I, uh, I want to tell you a little story. One day, when I was overseas singing to the boys, I had to wait for a plane in a little town in Scotland. So I wandered around the Scottish countryside. I saw the sad beauty of the moorlands and smelled the fragrance of the heather. So beautiful, Scotland. I fell in love with that country. And I guess I wasn't the only one, because last June when I was in New York, I walked into a theater one night, and there on the stage was this Scottish countryside transplanted. The show, of course, was Brigadoon. Bend me, kiss me good day, darling, my darling, kiss all I can say. Come to me, bend me, kiss me good day, give me your lips and don't them away. Maxwell brains are upon Thank you.
Christ. Because outside the regulars, Oscar Levant, Melana Miller, Lou Bring, and the orchestra and chorus, Al Jolson will welcome a young man who's made quite a name for himself during the moose season. His name, in case you're not a moose, is Bing Crosby. Lawrence Melchior is one of the stars of Metro Golden Mare's Technicolor musical, This Time for Keith. This is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight. Stay tuned into the station to hear Jack Carson, Eve Arden, and their special guest, Gregory Peck, who follow immediately. This is NBC, the national broadcast. Network.